From COK Studios in Ira Glass's greenhouse, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider what the Brian Williams situation means for the future of broadcast journalism. We'll also consider some of your questions in a special Ask Alex edition of Consider Your Health. And we'll consider which Frozen character I am. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Snood, America's second best Scandinavian furniture store. Makers of the Munsk, the Grolentog, and the Plunda. Snood, more expensive than Ikea and harder to put together. And listeners like you. Well, not exactly like you. Most of our listeners are cheapskates who think this show can be done for free. Well, guess what? It can't. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Last week, NBC Nightly News anchor Brian Williams came under fire for lying about his experiences as a reporter embedded with troops during the U.S. invasion of Iraq in 2003. Williams had claimed that the helicopter he was riding in was forced down after being hit by a rocket-propelled grenade, but that was not the case. Williams apologized for his mistake and blamed the fog of memory for his inaccuracies. He has taken a leave of absence while NBC conducts an internal investigation. Trust is something that news anchors and reporters rely on for their credibility with an audience. And now that trust in Brian Williams has been shaken, what will it mean for his future and the future of journalism? We're joined here in the studio by former NBC News anchor Tom Brokaw and our own Cordell Nutbrock to discuss what the far-reaching implications of the Williams situation might be. Welcome to you both. Good to see you. Nice to be here. Tom, I'd like to start with you. You preceded Brian Williams as the NBC Nightly News anchor, and you know him well. Indeed I do. Why would he make up a story like that? Well, Dinah, as you know, all reporters are storytellers. Brian Williams is a storyteller, and storytellers can't resist a good story. The events Brian described did happen. They just didn't happen to him. A helicopter ahead of his was shot down by an RPG. It just wasn't his helicopter. He made the story more gripping by making it about himself. I understand that. But even though it made the story more gripping, isn't it still wrong? But not at all. We've all embellished a story here and there to drive home a critical point or to make it more entertaining for the listener or viewer. I'm sorry, but I haven't. Uh, Really? No, but I take it you have, Cordell. Well, yes, I have. And I'm sorry that I'm not as perfect as you. I'm not proud of it, but sometimes the job requires it. I'm not sure I agree. Oh, please. It's not that big of a deal. Do you remember that story I did on the Chinese terrorists last year? Yeah? I've never even been to China, Dinah. I recorded that whole piece from a Chick-fil-A in Midtown Manhattan. But if I said I wasn't in China, that story would have made no impact on the COK listeners. It was a necessary lie. I see. I see. Tom, any other possible reasons for reporters like Brian Williams or Cordell to fabricate information? Well, I know in Brian's case he had a tough act to follow. Me. That poor kid was probably just trying to live up to the insanely large standards that I set. Nobody can know what it was like for him to come after a mega-celebrity anchorman. I'm not mad that he told some tall tales and called into question the credibility of NBC News. I pity him. Jealousy will make people do some pretty weird things. 
Don't I know it? Sometimes you feel like you have to make up stories just to be noticed. I made up that story about how I rescued a boat of orphan panda cubs from Somali pirates, and I still lost the co-anchor job, so I can really sympathize with Mr. Williams. What, what do you think NBC News will do now? NBC needs to take a long, hard look in the mirror and decide what they want their news to be. In my opinion, this new breed of jealous anchormen needs to focus on the real stories, not on being as cool as the last guy. If I were in charge of NBC, I'd consider reassigning Brian for a while, and maybe bring in a steady veteran anchor to immediately reestablish the gravitas of the NBC nightly news. Any thoughts on who? Well, I just happen to know of a handsome white-haired reporter. It sounds like he had a stroke. Who's available? I think I know what you mean. No, just get over yourself. I'm sorry, but I just can't take it anymore. You're such a goody two-shoes. It makes me sick. You and Brokaw don't know what it's like for people like me and Brian Williams, always in the shadow of someone else. I had to say that I broke out of a Turkish prison just to get to do a story on what Jewish deli makes the best corned beef. But telling lies to get ahead isn't the answer, though. She's right, Cordell. Don't cram it, Brokaw. I tell a thousand lies to have your job, Dinah. But you do co-host sometimes. Sometimes. Nobody remembers the fill-in guy. I hate being the fill-in guy. Oh, woe is me. I'm sorry, Cordell. Oh, apology accepted. That was COK Zone, Cordell Nutbrock, and NBC News' Tom Brokaw. Now we turn to our Consider Your Health series. Today, Alex Truman will be taking your questions in a special Ask Alex edition. Good to see you, Alex. Hello, Cotter. We have quite a few people who want to ask you a question today. I'm looking forward to it. Well, let's go ahead and start with a call from Terry in Eugene, Oregon. Hello, Terry. Hi there. I'm curious if there are any homeopathic or non-traditional ways to combat measles. No. The measles vaccine is really the only way. I encourage everyone to get vaccinated and make sure to take precautions if they know someone who is infected. Oh, because I don't believe in vaccines, and I like to make my own medicines for me and my family. I'm sorry to hear that. If you're really concerned about the measles, I would urge you to reconsider your position. I do think some homeopathic remedies work well, but they don't do anything against the measles. So there's not like a tea or a poultice or a type of balm I could make that would prevent us from getting measles? Nope. We have a lot of fresh taro root and eucalyptus here at the house. Would that be good at preventing the measles? Not in any way. What about shea butter? That stuff is killer. Oh, yeah, that'll work. Oh, really? No! Bummer. Let's take a call from Oscar in Los Angeles. He also has a question about the measles. Hi, Connor and Alex. I'm I'm concerned about this measles outbreak that started at Disneyland a few weeks ago. I It's going to be pretty freaked out for my health and my kids' health because we go to Disneyland all the time. All these people who haven't vaccinated their kids are putting us at risk. Is there anything I can do? Well, Oscar, I know that the prospect of getting measles isn't fun, and that anti-vaccinators like Terry have made things difficult for everyone. I take it you and all your kids are vaccinated? Oh yeah, I'm not messing around. It just really sucks because my kids really like Disneyland. 
but now I'm afraid to go. I know you probably don't want to hear this, but I would avoid Disneyland and any other theme park for the foreseeable future. It's just not worth the risk. I understand how those places can be fun, in theory, but due to my intense motion sickness, I haven't ever been able to enjoy them. Try to find some activities that don't involve so much possible contact with random unvaccinated people. Like what? Puzzles are always fun. Or Boggle. My heart murmur and sensitivity to sunlight forced me to play inside a lot as a kid. But I still had fun. In many ways, Boggle is just as exciting as the rides at Disneyland. It's a roller coaster of words that won't put your health at risk. Okay, I guess. Thanks for calling, Oscar. We have one last caller, Mike from Anaheim. Hello there! Huh? I just wanted to say that all this talk about the danger of getting measles at Disneyland is complete nonsense. I happen to know for a fact that it's totally safe now. Hold on, Mike. You sound a lot like Mickey Mouse, whom I interviewed a few weeks back. Uh, nope. Huh? My name is Mike, and I live right here in sunny California adventure. I, I mean, California. I see. So you're saying that there's no more measles in Disneyland? That's right, kids. In fact, I heard a rumor that there weren't any measles cases at all. It was just a lie created by those mean people over at Knott's Berry Farm. If any theme park has measles, I bet it's them. They're dirty. <laughs> well, Mike, without any hard proof, I cannot advise anyone to go to any theme park right now, especially if they aren't vaccinated. That sounds like a bunch of crazy science talk. I bet some good old-fashioned Disney magic would take care of those pesky measles. No, it wouldn't. Literally, the only way to stop the measles is to get vaccinated. That's not what my fairy godmother told me. Mr. Mouse, you're embarrassing yourself. Uh, unvaccinated kids under six ride free on weekdays. <laughs> that, that was pathetic. Agreed. Thanks for coming by, Alex. It was my pleasure as always, Cotter. That was Consider Your Health with Alex Truman. That's all for this episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you'd like more from the best-looking news team in public radio, go to our website, considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Consider Our Know. The podcast is available for download at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at stitcher.com. If you want to support our show, and we hope that you do, please go to the Support COK button on our homepage and click it to make a secure monthly donation via Patreon. It's like Kickstarter, but for ongoing projects. Thanks so much for being a loyal listener to consider our knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. That's right, kids! In fact, I heard a rumor that there weren't any measles like... Mm, almost... Ha 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 ha!